Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam from Atmosphere Productions, DJ Service. And this is Kia. That was new. Anyways, let's be honest. Planning a wedding's hard. At Be Engaged and Inspired, we'll share our knowledge to help you navigate these tricky waters and hopefully leave you feeling inspired. So it's Wednesday. Sam, do we have any tips? Yes, it's Wednesday. Our wedding tip Wednesday is available on the Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast Facebook group page. Make sure you join it there. You can't do it all on your wedding day. It's not your job to do all the final details. That's why you need to suppress the urge to micromanage everything and learn to disengage and delegate. Pick people that you know and can trust. And the best option is always to get a wedding planner. Or a professional. Any professional. Or a professional (laughs) wedding planner. Oh, that would be helpful too. Or a professional caterer. Sometimes they can help finish out those details. Absolutely. Okay, so today we have a guest. We have Mary from MJ Decorations joining us today. Hello. Hi, Mary. Hi. Hi, how are you guys today? Very good, very Very good. Good. So tell us a little bit about your business. What do you do? Well, my name is Mary Carlson and my business name is MJ Decorations. M for Mary, J for Jeff, because that's my husband and we work together and we do decorations and that's all we do. So I do what I do best. I try not to do other people's jobs and uh, decorations are what I enjoy. So I will hang lights, I'll do draping, I'll do some lovely little vignettes, I'll do some centerpieces, uh, anything you need for decoration and all those uh, last minute touches that you were talking about that maybe your caterer uh, is too busy or you're using a, a kind of a caterer, let's say a barbecue caterer or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're or, not going to be able to start making everything look super pretty. No, no. offense to barbecue caterers. No. Or a drop-off caterer that's just dropping off food if you're having some kind of a buffet um, that doesn't require or you don't, you, you've decided not to use servers and all that. So you need somebody there to set out your card so people know where to sit or set out your little personal items. Uh, I do that kind of thing as well. And you do make it look pretty. Thank you. Um, well, I've seen it happen. So you, you also have a huge supply of everything. I have three big storage <laughs> units packed full of fabric and lights and pretty things. I also have a trailer that comes with me to every wedding that has all my ladders and tools and more fabric and more lights. And ways to connect everything like to attach them to walls without damaging them. All the hardware that I would need for any job. So, you know, all the tape and hardware and all the things that that I might possibly need uh, all come with me. So I don't have to worry about running out and grabbing stuff, you know, last minute. Uh, I'm very prepared. And after doing this for 12 years, I know exactly what I'm going to need. And you know your venues that you work in really well, typically, too. And you like to do a site visit which helps you sort of know like what type of ladder you need or am I going to need additionally, you know, 12 feet of fabric or lights or extension cords? Correct. If it's a venue I've never worked in before, I must see it. Because if you want me to hang lighted hanging lanterns or fabric from the ceiling, I have to see how high it is, if there are any attachment points, um, and if it'll even look good. Some ceilings are too low. They won't look good. 
draped. Oh, that's true. I don't ever. I don't actually think about that because I would never have thought of that. <laughs> but you're right. If it's super low and then everybody's walking in and you know it feels like you're actually making the room smaller, then right. that's not a good idea. You feel like you're in a cave. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, people look at pictures on Pinterest, yes. which are not their venue, mm-hmm. and say, I want it to look like that. And I unfortunately sometimes have to break your heart by walking into the <laughs> venue and saying, this picture cannot be replicated in this venue. Right. I'm so sorry. But we might be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can give you some other ideas of what will actually work in your venue. Okay, that's a good idea because that's something that people don't always think about. Yes, you're looking at a beautiful picture. It's just like if you're going to look at a beautiful haircut as us who have hair. <clears throat> so, but and you're not going to get that haircut when you bring it in because it's not the same shape of a head or something else. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so generally, Mary, is, is that what people do? They come in with a vision of what they want you to do? Uh, or do they sit down with you and you create a vision with them? Most brides and their mothers and couples uh, come in with a vision. They, they know what they want. Uh, which is great because it helps me a lot to let them know what's possible. However, I do have a few who are like, I'm not even sure what I want. You know, I think in the age of Pinterest, there are so many options out there and so many pretty pictures that people spend a lot of time looking through that and they find something they love and say, okay, I want it, I want it, I want it to look like this. I don't like that. I do like this. I don't like that. I do like this. That way they have a, a pretty clear idea by the time they come to me what they're looking for. Pinterest can also be a little bit um, overwhelming, I find, for some couples. If you don't know what you want, you're all of a sudden pulling together seven different themes and looks and colors. And I'm sure for you, you have to help them narrow all of that down to something that's realistic and still in their price point. Absolutely. And they're, they're, Pinterest can be a blessing or it can be the bane of my existence. <laughs> Uh, I've seen, I've seen people come in, you know, send me their Pinterest page and say, this is what I'm thinking. And they've got, they literally have five different weddings going on Mm -hmm. on that Pinterest page. And I have to say, I understand that you like that picture, but that's not going to work with most of what else you have here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and they'll accept that at some point, you know, it gets, it gets to, (laughs) uh, sometimes it's a little bit of a negotiation, you know, it's also, it also helps when I start explaining how much things are going to cost. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, because, you know, just because you have a vision and you want something, you don't want to spend $5,000 on it. True. Well, uh, some do, but not everybody. Yeah, I mean, and if you have that kind of money and really want what you want, sure, we'll make it happen. But most brides are, most of the brides I work with, shall I say, are more middle of the road. They're paying for their own wedding. They're working full time, you know, so they, they want what they want something pretty. They want something that's personalized for them, but they can't afford to spend ridiculous Mm -hmm. amounts of money for it so what's the typical decoration then for that type of um, bride Uh, well you can it depends on the on the venue like i said a lot of brides now uh like the edison bulb string lighting Mm -hmm. because it it goes well with rustic venues but even a non-rustic venue like let's say the glastonbury boathouse which is kind of a cool industrial vibe and but it's right on the water it's beautiful but some brides really like the Edison bulbs in there. Some others prefer a plain white round globe bulb. What you know, whatever appeals to them. You know, whatever vibe they're going for. But if you have sort of a budget and you're sort of looking to get the most impact, do you find that that's draping, or do you find it's just sort of decorating above the dance floor? Like, what's their best way when somebody walks into a room to get the biggest impact? The biggest wow, if you're doing. Something like a ballroom wedding, I would say drape over the over the dance floor. 
uh, because you can do chandeliers and lights and, and draping and it's just, it's people walk in and go, wow. It's a focal the, point. Right. The other big wow is uplighting. Uh, because it really changes the look of the room, makes it a little, gives it more of a club vibe, Mm -hmm. shall I say. Now, if you're going more rustic, I wouldn't necessarily recommend uplighting, but you can do some different kinds of lighting around the room that kind of highlight different areas. Like Um, a lounge? Like a lounge, yeah, like a little vignette or something. Candlelight is always beautiful, and even um, the battery-operated candles are wonderful. They've come a long way. They absolutely have. And they're still not my favorite personally, but, but in a lot of pictures, you can't even tell the difference. That's true. I can tell the difference when I walk into the room, but you're right. As a photograph, I won't be ever looking back at a wedding going, Oh, they had fake candles. That really doesn't happen. Well, and in a lot of rustic uh, places, they don't allow. Yeah. The end of Mount Pleasant doesn't because nobody wants that uh, stress of making sure that the historic barn does not run down in historic places. They do. They don't won't allow candles. So get over it. And the other thing that you need to, (laughs) <laughs> uh, think about is you don't want any even it, even in a, a a place that allows candles. A lot of times there are pictures on Pinterest that are done uh, as inspiration. However, they are not realistic. Right? Uh, or they're not a real wedding. Even they're not a real wedding. They're just a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you will often see open flame candles, long tapers. You know, all nobody all allows around, long tapers anymore. Right, all around draping and you know, flowers and animals and all kinds of things that are just, it's just not a good idea. Period. I mean, I'm sure we could get a giraffe someplace in Connecticut to be in the backdrop. Hey, I've done alpaca weddings. Oh, I've, that's I've got, I got a guy who does alpacas really? and baby goats. And now we do the baby goats. That one I get, but alpacas, I think is as big as I would get. Alpacas, or horses. Alpacas are great because you can put a really pretty little wreath around their necks. You know, they kind of, they, they don't I'm always afraid that. that they're going to spit at me. <laughs> They're, they've been known to spit, but I know that it has something to do with how they're trained and their dominance and all of that. But. So far, so good. Yeah. I had a really pretty white one called Holiday that Aww. was born around Christmas. And they they uh, put a we put a really pretty pink wreath around its neck and the bride was just thrilled. She loved it. <laughs> that was definitely probably um, on her inspiration board, some sort of animal yep, on her Pinterest. She found that on Pinterest. Yes. Absolutely. Of course. Like we said, it is the... There's pros and cons to it. It's really helpful sometimes to help people narrow it down. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths. As seen on the TLC TV series, Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere.com atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com This is Mary Carlson from MJ Decorations and you're listening to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Listen and download on iTunes or Google Podcast. Are you looking for a wedding experience like no other in Connecticut? The Inn at Mount Pleasant, situated in Torrington, is the perfect New England setting. Their historic barn and classic bed and breakfast provides you with a full wedding weekend. Custom farm tables, Easter lighting, chandeliers, and fire pits are just a few amenities. Find us at engagedct.com. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Welcome back. This is DJ Sam. We continue our conversation with Mary and Kia. Yes, and we're going to talk about decor and timing or timing and decor, whichever way you want to look at it. 
So Mary, when you know all the things that you have to do, like lanterns and hanging things and building little vignettes and doing all the centerpieces and maybe, God forbid, chair covers, what time, like how do you sort of plan out your day decor wise and when you arrive at a wedding? Well, even before we get there, when I figure out what venue I'm going to be at, there are some venues that won't let you in. Mm, that's true. But except two hours before the wedding. And, and that's a they're lot hard to... and fast about that. Mm. And a lot of venues do two weddings a day. Yes. So if they have an afternoon wedding and you're the evening wedding and you want fabulous draping yeah. and decor, you're going to be out of luck. That's Because a you really, <laughs> no matter how many people I bring in, I cannot get the ceiling draped in less than two hours and do anything else. And even then, there are caterers working underneath me and things going on, the DJ setting up and pulling his stuff across the dance floor. It's just not doable. So keep that in mind if you pick a venue that is limiting you for setup time. And also if you have an outdoor and an indoor space, that also is going to determine the way that you set things up, correct? Absolutely. So let's say, for instance, most, most venues that allow me to come in early I'll get there 9 or 10 in the morning. And the reason I get there so early is because uh, I want to get out of the way of the caterers. Mm -hmm. Because when the caterers hit, it's like a small army that swarms (laughs) the venue. And then the DJ comes in with all his equipment and he gets in my way. So it's Sam always gets in the way. Yeah, well, they all do. (laughs) So it's much easier. Speaking of the vein of my existence. But anyway, (laughs) it's much, much easier if I come in early get all the overhead stuff done, all the draping, all the lighting, uh, all that all that fussy stuff done. The only thing I have to wait for with caterers is for them sometimes to cover the tables if they're doing the linens. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing the linens, I can go ahead and start setting up centerpieces and doing all that. If, you're do- if they're your centerpieces, I can cover the tables and then put your centerpiece out. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm doing it, then I can spend my time fussing them. However, if I have to wait for the caterer to cover the tables and I can't do it until they get there yeah that's true because obviously tablecloths have to go down and And tables have to be in the right places too right and then they're setting up around me because they're putting down the plates and the all the napkins and everything so yeah it gets a little crazy so I prefer to get in there and get my my big stuff done early because typically you don't even see somebody like Sam because you're already gone by the time he's coming back in I usually see him and and say hi and then I'm out yeah (laughs) but that's how we met all through these years you were like um, the Wizard of Oz the magician (laughs) everything was set up and Mary would be I'm gone bye see you hi Mary looks great looks great (laughs) see you at 11 (laughs) yeah never realizing how many hours she'd been there already to to fix it up right and then if you're if you're having a ceremony and it is outside or in another area I usually leave that till closer to the time when the ceremony actually starts because if it's outside and it gets a little blowy you know it could be beautiful at 10 o'clock in the morning or or even noon and then all of a sudden at four or five o'clock it starts to really blow no that's true windy yeah the end of the day it's that it always gets a little breezier so that's another thing to think about if you want to have a lot of decoration outside especially draping mm-hmm. i may need to tie that down and it, it may not be as pretty and flowy as you saw in your pinterest picture so just be aware because right, you till this at this point none of us can control weather but i'm working on it so i'm just <laughs> good <yeah>. luck <laughs> yeah at some point but yeah so i i tend to do that a little bit closer to the wedding and if the caterers again are setting up chairs or i'm setting up chairs i can do that early but let's say your your arch or you know, I can put the barrels where they need to be if you're going to mm-hmm. do barrels at the end of the aisle or things like that. Big, heavy things can be done early, but I like don't... garlands set up... on chairs and things like right. that, they're all going to blow away. Right. I don't set up anything fussy until right before the Guess ceremony turn. because I've done that before and end up redoing it all. 
Yeah. Live and learn. Yeah. So when you sit down with the bride ahead of time, how do you kind of explain that to them? I don't really need to. I just do my thing. All she does is behind the scenes. This is things that people don't realize. Uh, Like you said, she is a Wizard of Oz type of people arrive and they just assume that all of those 125 chairs arrived beautifully and were set up and then the arch was obviously there the whole entire day not realizing that some of that stuff has to be done as you get closer and like you said if there's two weddings going on you can't go and invade somebody else's space you can't be out there setting up while a wedding is still inside where people can see you right because you know nobody gets to see you usually doing your work i like to be invisible yes yes and then at the end of a wedding about how long does it take you to break things down well, it's a lot faster. I'll, I'll give you that. And it just depends on what it is. The other, the other thing that happens at the end of a wedding is everybody loves to hang on the dance floor. The music is over. The bar is closed. But everybody stands on the dance floor and talks and mm-hmm. says what a great wedding it was and yep. where are we going to go next and what are we going to do tomorrow. And they're right in my way. <laughs> but that's okay because that's the, way, that's the way it is. So I try to do everything around the periphery and, and pick up all the other stuff and pack everything up. And the last thing I do is usually over the dance floor. Because that's when everybody's left. Right. Yes. So as soon as people are out of there, then I'm, I'm up on my ladder. Because I'm not getting up on the ladder with people walking under me. No. no, no I don't no, blame you. Especially no. if they've been drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably, and they've always been drinking. Yes. Yeah, so it's probably a safe idea not to go up at that right. point in time. Right. Um, one of the things that I personally hate is uh, chair covers. Because they take forever to put on. Right. And of course, when you're on Pinterest and things like that, All you see are these beautifully, perfectly pinned bows. Um, There's flowers attached, everything. And people don't realize that usually those are not real weddings. Right. It takes time to do all that stuff. Um, A lot of people look at shivari chairs and say, oh, I love shivari chairs. I'm I'm just going to take all those ugly chairs out of the venue and just bring in shivari chairs. Mm Those can be eight to ten dollars a piece, not including delivery. Yes. What are what are those chairs? They're like the ones that look like a piece of wood, and they're like have slats bamboo. And a bamboo. They they're can, pretty. They come in silver oh, and gold yes. or wood, and they're they're lovely. That's but what they're called then. Shivari yeah. chairs. Okay. Yeah. You learned something. You Sam. learned something today, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank God. But anyway, <laughs> or they people will think they'll have the shivari chairs and they'll drape pieces of fabric in between each slot, which I think sure. there's like five slots. I could go in the other room and count how many slots there are. They're going to drape oh. each one and make like a, I don't know, like a braided look behind, and been that there, takes forever. Been, been there, done that. I mean, I have done that, and it, it does look lovely, but it's it, gonna it, take it takes days. time. It takes time. It takes hours. I've wow. had to put chair covers on once for Mary, and I tied bows, and it was really funny to see Mary walking around fixing all of my bows. <laughs> She was very polite about it. She didn't say anything, but she, you could, I could see her every now and then. She'd go over to a table and adjust it because they're slippery and they move. Right. And the second somebody sits down, they're going to move anyways. Well, and the other thing about doing chair covers and bows, and, and I've seen people call in you know, their family to do it, let's say. So half of them look like bunny ears that are all floppy, and the other half are all like nice My tight little goodness. bows. And then there's a few that aren't even tied. You know, They fall off the chair immediately. So... Yeah, that's part of the problem. I, I like to be consistent. I like it to look pretty, you know, and, and I'm kind of, I, I think you have to be in this business, but I'm, I'm very fussy. So when you walk in, they're all going to be tied the same. They're all going to look the same. I go around and make sure they're perfect. And that's, correct my mistakes. No, and, <laughs> but that's just me. But, but yeah, it's, I, do, I do have to hire people to help me sometimes because there's just not enough time. If you're having 250 people and you want me to cover 250 yeah. chairs and I only have five hours. It's not going to happen. Sometimes it takes five hours just to put yeah. on chair covers and bows. Yes, I agree. I hate it. 
And this is why a lot of venues will also upcharge when a bride says, oh, I'm going to cover them. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's going to be an additional like three or four dollars per chair to do that. It's because somebody has to take the time to it's go through. Labor. It's yeah. a definitely a labor. It's a lot of bending over, putting them on, making sure they fit. And every single chair might be just a tiny bit different and then mm-hmm. they don't fit perfectly. But right. I won't get angry about it anymore. Right. You have to fuss and, and find another chair cover because chair covers can be a slightly different as well. And oh. yeah, it's it's kind of a nightmare. And if you try to buy them online, let me just warn you, they come in a tiny little package. They're, They're extremely creased and wrinkly. Uh, if you put them on right out of the package, it's gonna your wedding's gonna look like an unmade bed. <laughs> it really is. And I, I've had people, I've had people say, "Oh, I'm gonna buy my own sashes. I, I, I'm gonna do that because it's cheap. I can get them for seventy nine cents a piece." And I'm like, "Okay." It's gonna look like fifteen cents a piece by the well, time you get them up. And they come, and they're very wrinkled, and then they realize that they're trying to iron them, and either they're burning holes in them, or yeah. they, they. You know, they're spending hours, in, which they don't have. Nobody yes. has time. So they end up taking them to a cleaner to put them in the press, and that costs more. By the time they're done, it would have been cheaper to hire me to do it. That's yeah. a great tip, Mary. Great tip. Yeah. And something that people don't realize sometimes is all of those decorations and things that you have, you know how to set them up. You know how long it's going to, on average, take. You already have the, the things. Um, also, people don't realize how much stuff you get left over with. If you purchase everything, I mean, most people lose like the additional bedroom or office or basement or some part of their house because all of this wedding stuff, just the normal stuff that you have to get ends up in there. Right. And then if you're doing all the things, all the decorating, all the centerpieces, everything like that, you end up with even more. And it's right. not necessarily something that you can just easily like sell right after. Sometimes some of it you can, but not everybody has the same taste. Well, and I've had brides who said, oh, yeah, I'm going to take them home and wash them and resell them. And they put them into a black garbage bag and throw them in a, in a closet and forget about them. And, of course, they had beer and water and mm-hmm. food on them. <laughs> and by the time they get oh, home, no. there's black mold all over them. And, or you, and you can't get it out and they're ruined. Or people do wash them right away but don't realize that your dryer does not magically de-wrinkle them and, oh, no. and everything else. Just, yeah. And they look, like you said, an unmade bed. Right. But you might have saved a buck. That's true. You did save a dollar. That's good. <laughs> but it's but it's a lot of work. So as we're sort of finishing up, just share how people can find you. Uh, you can go to my website, www.mjdecorations.com with an S on the end. Uh, or you can email me, Mary at mjdecorations.com. I also have a Facebook page, MJ Decorations, and there's a theme going on. A Pinterest. (gasps) You even have a Pinterest. I do. (laughs) You gave it. And and hopefully my some. Well, I know some of my things get pinned because I see that. But um, yeah, no, and it's you know I'm I'm very direct. Well, I'm very easy to talk to. If you if you need some advice, I'll I'll give you advice. I'm perfectly happy to do that. But be aware, you know, it's I will tell you the truth. Yeah, and that's what people need. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, remember, you can download us off of iTunes and Google Play. You can also find us online. If you have any questions or topics you want us to cover, send us an email at engagect at gmail dot com and join us again next time. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut.